friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain, and we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice show where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions online, or uh, we get them from our lovely listeners, and we answer them on the topics of sex and dating. And hey, welcome to 2021. Oh shit, yeah, this is, we're gonna breach the barrier in the next few days, hopefully. Or it'll still be, it'll be like the 36th of January. Or 36th of December, 2020, the year that never ends. What if it's a Groundhog's year and we start again January 1st? To be fair, that's not bad. Because shit, we would have three good months. Oh man, those months would be... No, the thing is, reports have said that coronavirus was probably here earlier than people thought. So everyone would go so book wild in those three months. It would just hit us real hard and way earlier... And it would be even worse than 2020, even though that's probably not possible. Maybe. What else could we do differently? Trump would try to fix the election more. He thought he'd fixed it enough. Now, would we all be conscious of what happened? Because like the reason Groundhog Day worked was because only one person was remembering. Oh, man. Imagine being the only person. Because like hard enough in Groundhog Day. But remember like Groundhog World? Groundhog Year? And the like, worst part is you couldn't even like make bets on sports or anything. This is the worst year. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could do the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl happened, but like start like a really fucked up betting service that bets on which country is going to bomb the coronavirus the most and just vote for America. Yeah, the worst thing is this is the worst year for so many reasons. You couldn't cheat at sports, but also like the point of Groundhog Day is like it gets to a point where he knows everything that's going to happen and he can kind of like act accordingly. But like, I see pictures from like things that happened this year and i feel like it happened a year ago so i would have no idea what happened like it'd be january i'm like wait australia's on fire wasn't that 2018 was that 2019 i don't know and i'm like oh shit yeah he started world war three kind of like so much shit happened this year that like and time just stopped having all meaning that like i would be useless until december but by then i'd probably forget about it what what could you have done about the australian wildfire fires like Nothing. all the all the things were so catastrophic and so large scale mm-hmm. that like we could do it. It's not like, you know, we're walking down the street and a bank was getting robbed. So you could call ahead and be like, hey, there's a bank robbery about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you can't call Australia and be like, hey, you're about to catch fire. <laughs> Yo, careful, man. It's really hot over there. Hey, entire country, you're about and- to burn down. Did you make some rain? Um, it's yeah, it it's. I don't know. I'm I'm not th- I'm not even going to think about 2021. I want to make a plea to everyone. Don't claim this as your year. Don't. Yeah, just don't do I it. think maybe we jinxed it. You know what I mean? Like, let's all do the whole like, oh, man, this is going to be a terrible year in the like, oh, I'm definitely going to miss this shot. There's no way I'll get it. And then you fucking get a fucking hole in one. You nail no, that no, basket. No. Because then you have all the people who manifest. Do you know how many people started manifesting this year? Yeah, and look what it got us. But what I'm saying is, what if it? What if they've learned the ropes, they figured it out, and then they start manifesting that it's going to be a bad year again, trying yeah. to reverse manifest? I think 
you think irony is going to be less powerful than manifestation? Well, if if the people who are manifesting irony, then what happens then? then now you've just then they've done what I've said or reversed it. God damn it! Let's do some questions. <laughs> this comes from Reddit user Stella Fay. Caught my boyfriend watching porn about fucking his cousin during and after visiting her. Need advice. So last night, my boyfriend went over to hang out with his female cousin, a few years younger than him. They grew up together and have always been pretty close, so obviously, I'm not going to think anything of it. But after he got home, I found porn on his phone that he'd been looking at during the time he was there and after about having your cousin suck you off and fucking them. I feel so sick to my stomach knowing he was thinking about her like that, and I don't know how to approach the situation or bring it up or if I should say anything at all. Any advice on what to do would be appreciated. This is a little weird that you scanned his phone immediately after he got home, but let's put that aside. One, like, how do you know the time he was looking at it? Yeah, well, I assume, like, your history will be, like, you know, done on Friday or whatever, right? I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I never I never look into these things. I never know how, like... I haven't had to look at my history since I was, like, fucking 15 and at home, so it's all good. Um, So... Let's let's get something out of the way first. Porn is porn. It's not necessarily indicative of real life or real desires. Um, I have definitely been looking at porn and clicked on something because the the porn star is hot. And like maybe it's like, you know, a cousin thing or a mom thing or a fucking your sister thing or whatever. I'm not saying I want to fuck my mom or my sister. I see a fucking person. I'm like, they're hot. Click. You know what I mean? Half, half the time, problem. it's the additional shit that makes it worse. And you're like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like, that's. I, well, the thing is, it's like, if yeah. you go on any porn service right now, every fucking thing is like stepbrother, stepcousin, step. Yeah, like you know, almost. I don't almost know why. Everything is incest related or cousin related or something, or at least. Like, I don't know how it got there. Out. It's bizarre. You know what I mean? Um but, like, I don't think people watching these are like, hell yeah, I want to literally have sex with people in my family. They're probably like, the person is hot, or, like, the abstract, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people like the the stepbrother, stepsister thing, because it introduces, like, a fantasy of, like, there could be sex, like, just next door. You know, I could have sex all the time, like, at home, there's just sex there. I think that's also fun. taboo, right? Like, yeah, the, exactly. whole, the whole idea of like, you know, cheating on your spouse with like the hot babysitter, like all those things were very big staples of porn is like always have been, mm-hmm. you know, the bored housewife fucking the pool boy or the repairman or the mechanic or the, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like that sort of allure of like, you're not supposed to do it, but in this world it's okay. Mm-hmm. But also like there's, there's that like accessibility. You know what I mean? Like the pool boy comes to your house. The pizza man comes to your house. You know what I mean? Like no one's fantasizing about sex that you have to go out and go to a club and awkwardly talk to people and like, fuck, hope it goes well. And then like text them and take them out on the date and then like be like, oh, you want to come back to mine? And then, oh, finally worked out. And like, you know, three hours in, you're finally having sex. It's about like this world where sex just happens. Sex is there. You can have sex whenever you want. It's, it's you know, it's a fantasy. Um, and I think a lot of that plays into it more than the specifics. However, it does, it is weird that it's happening exactly like that. You know, the timing is strange. Well, the other thing is, so I just opened up my phone and I went to my history Mm -hmm. and there are no timestamps. It tells you when, 
Mm-hmm. Like it says today, at December thirtieth, twenty twenty, I I did these things. Twenty twenty. Um, well, Fish. I um I searched S Club Seven. Oh, you pervert. And then I watched a bunch of music videos on YouTube of S Club Seven, and then I searched the members of S Club Seven to see what they were up to. Oh. Um, nothing all that exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I searched the Spice Girls because we were talking about the Spice Girls right before we started recording. We were. We're um, very cool. I searched vaginal clicking. <laughs> you can't say that and not bring that question to the podcast. I can't, and I, that's the last I'll ever talk about it. All right. Um. So it's, but like, at no point in time does it have a timestamp on well, any of these things. Does it have like you know days? Like, is it sequestered into days? Uh, yes. So maybe like he was with his cousin for a whole day. Maybe. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Like, what if he stayed over? And even then, maybe it's not like, oh, I like this cousin. Maybe it's like, man, imagine if I had a hot fictional cousin. And the good part about that is they're not actually your cousin if they're fictional. They probably just want a blowjob. I don't know. I wouldn't even be able to tell you, like, what the relationship is other than, like, what it says in, like, the title of a porn video. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, no one watches. I mean, I'm sure there are people who watch the fucking story and, like, the talking. But, like, most people just kind of, like, skip to the good stuff you yeah. know what i mean like no one's being like oh, i really want to know how they got here yeah. like <laughs> well, no the thing is like which i think is a pity because porn is known for its incredible uh like the dialogue the production quality the stories always make sense like they put so much effort in that it, it's actually astounding that people don't pay more attention to just the sheer narrative gold it's the greatest crime of the modern era yeah, yeah. um obviously i'm being sarcastic like porns are almost like it's almost a joke how bad they are and how much of uh like didn't don't they start making them off fictional porn plot lines on reddit now with like the poop emoji being like an active i don't know there's all these bullshit things like there's one they did about a rubber duck after reddit make a made a joke about it it's like no one's watching that apart from to see sex and be like that's hot or to laugh at the rubber duck no one's actually getting invested uh, so i would very much doubt this person wants to fuck their cousin yeah, I like like the the only thing here that I think is troubling is the the concept like if for whatever reason their phone does have timestamps mm-hmm. is that like they were watching porn with their cousin or they were at their cousin's house and watching porn that is the like I wouldn't really worry about like what the the context of the porn is or the plot line of the porn whatever. We've discussed that. I would be concerned like even if like if Amanda went somewhere and her phone was just filled with porn for the entire time she was there, even if I don't think she's, you know, wants to fuck someone or is fucking someone else, I would still be like, hey, why are you watching this much porn in public? Well, so kind of in a similar vein, like what worries me is the checking, right? So like, you know, if if like my girlfriend got home and I was like, well, when she's gone, I got to check her phone for porn. Like that seems like a really weird thing to do. So either you're in a relationship where you're constantly checking on your partner, which indicates a lack of trust, or there's some reason that you don't trust this guy around his cousin, which could help shine light on why you checked and why this is worrying you so much. But the fact that they haven't mentioned that makes me think it's the former rather than the latter, which probably means that that's the issue in this relationship is the lack of trust. Um, I'm imagining if they did have porn on their phone and if it was so easy to know that 
they had looked at it while they were at that person's place is probably because they spent a whole day there. And maybe it's like, or maybe the night, you know what I mean? Because then it's a solid block. It's like, you know, they're there. So maybe it was that they stayed over and just jerked off in their fucking guest bedroom. You know what I mean? Which is not as creepy as just being like, hold on, because I'm going to whip up some porn for reasons. But I don't know. There's we're missing a lot of a lot of stuff here. I just would be hesitant to to judge someone by the by the porn title because people, I I think most normal people do not delve that deeply into it. It's generally just like this person's hot. Let's go for it. Especially because it's so widespread that like if we're gonna operate under this, I would say that like ninety percent of the world or like ninety percent of the people who look at porn are into incest. Yeah, or which seems like a are, wild figure. Yeah, which is like, you really don't have that much of a choice. Because like I said, everything is like that now. I don't know why it happened or how it happened, how we got here. It's just like, everyone is stepbrothers or stepdaughters or Or just actual brothers and daughters. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's weird. It's got to be at least every second video. um, So I think what you need to do is you need to, like Niall said, figure out why you went through his phone. Is this a common occurrence? Do you do it a lot? If that's the situation, you need to figure out why. And if it's because you don't trust this person, then you should either address that with them, address it with yourself, or leave. Because we had the whole conversation about trust last episode. If you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to that. Um, or you bring it up with your boyfriend and be like, hey, I found this on your phone. You might have to explain why you were on his phone snooping around on it and be like, this is a bit concerning for me. Can you explain it mm-hmm. and see what he has to say? And if he doesn't have a good enough answer, don't try to make a, an excuse for him. Like if it's that big of a deal for you, be like, okay, that's weird. I don't want to be any part of this. I'm out and then leave. No, agreed. All right. Ready? This is by hello forever. Guy I'm casually dating. Didn't ask when my birthday is when I told him it was coming up next month. I, 27-year-old, have been talking to a guy, 33-year-old, I met online about four months ago. We've only met three times, but we video chatted every weekend for three months. Recently, I have been having a lot of doubts if he is actually interested in me or not. I have asked him before, and he said he was looking for something long-term, and I said I was looking for a long-term relationship too. I told him I needed to take things slow with intimacy because I'm inexperienced and never done anything besides kissing. He said we would go at my pace, but I feel like lately he's been more distant. Two days ago, I told him that my birthday was coming up next month. I was waiting for him to ask when, and he didn't. I decided not to tell him. Is this a red flag that he's not interested? I feel like even with a friend, I would want to know that to at least send a happy birthday text message. I was complaining about not liking my birthday because I get old, but still. (laughs) Well, it was already not an issue. And that last sentence just sort of like slammed the door shut on this question. It's like, right. What we've, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before of like, scripting things in your head mm-hmm. and saying things hoping that someone will do x y or z and then freaking out when they don't because like yeah. you don't get to determine how a conversation goes sorry that's just not how the way the world works so if you want someone to do something for your birthday especially when you haven't like really done anything with this dude and yeah. i don't just mean like sexually i just mean like in general if you've seen him three times that's fucking nothing mm-hmm. and you also then said you want to take it slow which like you maybe you just meant sexually but still it's like some people could see it as coming on too strong if you're like oh when's your birthday here's a fucking ipad yeah but like but then you're like oh i hate my birthday it's like that dude's probably like cool i don't have to worry about this person's birthday because she doesn't want to celebrate it because that's what it sounds like 
I like how she's like, I'm giving hidden messages hoping he would do this. But I'm also saying I don't like my birthday and complaining about it, which sounds like a hidden message to ignore my birthday. But he should ignore that one and focus on the other one. Yeah. Also, if you need a hint that this dude is into you, video chatting someone for three months every weekend with mm-hmm. someone you're not sleeping with. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But like if if you need a bigger sign that he's into you. Yeah. I don't know. Like you need you. Does he need a big fucking flashing neon sign being like, I'm interested. Also, like if your birthday is next month, that's quite a while away. Like, maybe he's going to ask you about it nearer to the day. Or maybe you'll be like, oh, I'm doing X for my birthday and invite him or not. Like, it's kind of up to you. But, like, if you have birthday plans that have nothing to do with him, it almost seems weird for him to be like, oh, when's your birthday? And you tell him and then just go quiet on the day because you're Zooming your friends and, like, you don't know him well enough to invite him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want from this? Just for him to ask? Do you want a present? Do you want a card? I think the big problem here is, again, falling into that trap of being like, I set up this thing because I wanted this response and I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, sorry. I was waiting for him to ask and he didn't. I decided not to tell him. Like, you've you've had this conflict and resolved it without him being aware of it. And now you're feeling bitter about, like, how it turned out and you're stoically refusing to tell him hoping that he comes late to the message and understands like that that's impossible people have like varying degrees of what they think birthdays like varying importance on birthdays Mm -hmm. like i don't really care like i have a good time i like putting together a little party and doing it but like the birthday itself doesn't really mean a whole lot to me Mm -hmm. and i also like i don't put a whole lot of weight on it It just just because i fuck it but if say like if i know someone's big on their birthday then sure but like, I don't remember anyone's birthdays. I know like my family's and Amanda's. I don't even know my family's. I'm terrible. Well, I know my brothers for sure. My mom and my dad. I literally have to go through my brothers, like our Facebook message chat history, and be mm. like, okay, yes, I did have that correct. Yeah, it's crazy. I like there's pretty much only one birthday I know, and it's Brian's because it's his. One of my old best friends. One of my exes. And like seven other people I know's birthday on that one fucking day. Uh, it's the worst day ever. Love you, Brian. But <laughs> back in the day when it was everyone's birthday, it was hell. So, yeah, you need to get over it. You need to look at the other things that he's doing other than like one arbitrary question he didn't ask you. Yeah. Like, you know, hanging out with you. Like, I don't know. Trying to fucking video chat someone every week. Yeah. That sounds fucking nightmarish. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, especially someone you barely know. Yeah, like, especially someone tough. where, like, you're not really getting anything out of the relationship currently in terms of, like, sex or, like, even really hanging out. Like, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, it's the scariest part of a relationship, and it's only made worse by the fact that you can't interact. You know what I mean? Like, hanging out with you boys, uh, we do Pathfinder every Monday. It's, like, it's made worse by the fact that we can't see each other in person. Because there's so much that you kind of just like miss out on, right? Like you, we're not meant to interact while just sitting like still on a chair. But like yeah. that, we know each other and we all love each other. and We've known each other for a long time. We know how to act around each other and it's still harder. I can't imagine what it's like with someone you barely fucking know. And then all of a sudden they're pissed off you because you didn't ask what their birthday is next month. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you need to relax. Get your shit together. I'm sorry. Calm down. Next question. Maybe just like when the birthday comes up, be like, oh, next week 
Like, if you want a fucking happy birthday text, just be like, oh, it's my birthday tomorrow. Boom. There we go. They're not going to forget that. Well, let's not say things you can't take back now. Hey, if they do, that's fine. You'll be so upset your relationship will end. <laughs> um, this comes from Reddit user, just a bunch of letters. Would not being able to have sex for four weeks be a deal breaker? Getting a surgery done in my vaginal area and can't have sex for four weeks when I get back to college. I've been talking to a guy for a bit, and so far, all we've done is make out. I'd definitely be down to give him blowjobs or anything else we can think of to be intimate for those four weeks because I enjoy it, and as soon as I'm cleared, I plan on having sex with him. Four weeks doesn't seem that long uh, to me, especially considering that the fact that we've been talking for a while and have only made out. Considering the circumstances, I was just wondering if some guys would be like, nope, I'm out. Or if it's not a huge deal, be honest and blunt, please. Ha ha ha. Uh, I can answer this one very quickly. Uh, he getting blowjobs. He's so happy. He doesn't care. It's fine. You're you're literally grand. And if for some reason he's weird about it, great. You've done yourself a service because you know this asshole can just fucking hit the road. Now, what if she's bad at blowjobs? Then you have four weeks to get better. <laughs> yes, you can take the blowjob masterclass. Yeah, just like. If you're bad at them, like, look up some advice online. There's some videos. I'm sure there are, you know, places for where women give each other tips. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a how-to video somewhere. You could also just fucking listen to that one episode we did where we got a glowing review and we talked about blowjobs and handjobs. It's really quite easy. And honestly, I think that's all we need to say. It's whatever. Like, if someone's not willing to wait a month because you had surgery? Yeah. They suck, and that's good to, to find that out as swiftly as possible. Also, yeah. blowjobs are incredible, and most people would be like, wait, I get blowjobs for a month? Amazing. And I don't have to do anything else? Yeah. Like, it's just a free blowjob? Blowjobs okay. are great. Yeah, it's it's such a, like, open and shut. Like, you have nothing but positives. If you enjoy, like, yeah, if you especially you're like, oh, I hate blowjobs, but, like, you're like, I love doing it. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, this isn't just a, in general, like, it's on you to give blowjobs if you can't have sex or anything like that, because that is in no way the case. And you should never feel like you need to give them at all, you know, whether it be that you feel ill or you had surgery or you're on your period or whenever. That is not what we're saying. If you're saying you're down to give blowjobs and you enjoy it and you're happy, Fuck yeah. I One thing I would say is the only disclaimer I would put on this is make sure that he knows, like, just give him a heads up and be like, hey, we can't have sex. You don't have to go into the nitty gritty details. But mm -hmm. if you're weird about it, like if he if you're getting a blowjob and then he like, you know, tries to escalate things and you're like, oh, uh, no, with no real explanation. Yeah, you don't want to maybe give him the wrong impression. Like, obviously, you don't have to necessarily share your stuff. But like, if you're just like, oh, I had uh, surgery. You know, yeah, and like I you don't, don't have to say what specifically it was. Just be like, oh, you know what I mean. Like I, I have had to do a medical thing, and mm -hmm. they told me not to have sex for four weeks. Yeah, like, okay, great. I guess the only risk is that he thinks like maybe you caught something and are like trying to hide it from him. But like, I mean, I think it's also like I will also be very adamant on being like, hey, it's important to share your sexual history with new partners. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like if you're like, oh, hey, don't worry about it. I'm clean. I've been tested. Hopefully, yeah. you've been tested. Um. And just be like, it was strictly a medical procedure that will, you know, that that will hurt me if I have sex. Yeah. Because if if someone was like, you know, getting all hot and heavy with me, but then every time sex was on the table, they were very evasive. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be start to question. Yeah. And it's again, it's not that like a blowjob means sex is happening. It's just, you know, 
I would like to be in the know and not yeah. be confused as to why you're so offended. Don't want to be an asshole. If there's some reason that you don't want X or Y and like, I don't know, then I stop like doing it. And then I feel weird. Cause I'm like, is she expecting me to do it? And I'm not doing it. Like if, if you don't know what's going on, like you, you have no idea. So you don't know how to act. It's not fun for anybody. Yeah. Also, I don't want to make you like, I would, if you tell me, oh, I can't have sex for four weeks, then I'm not going to try to have sex with you for four weeks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed to not knowing that's the stipulation. You know, you might assume they're on their period or they're not feeling well, or, you know, maybe you met up at a point where she hadn't had a chance to shower and she doesn't feel comfortable or whatever. Um, Maybe it's someone who likes to be clean shaven and hadn't shaved in a while. You know, all these things can happen. But like, if those run through your head, then the next time you meet up, which could be in a week, you might assume the the issue is has since passed, but like yeah. you wouldn't want to. If I found out then after that, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit! Now I bothered you twice. That sucks. So just yeah. be open. Yeah, I think it's. I think this is a really good opportunity to start your sexual relationship with open communication because mm-hmm. it's only going to get better because of it. Yeah. Like if this dude bails and he's like, oh, she told me about a surgery you had or she had. Gross. It's like, well, that's not someone you want to be in a sexual relationship with. Nope. Because like what happens if you are casual and one of you does get something like, Mm -hmm. you know, you should be comfortable and be like, hey, just so you know, I tested positive for whatever. You should go get tested, you know, and and sort it out. Without, you know, anyone freaking out about it. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're starting your relationship with open communication, you'll find that in the long run, you can have a really, really good time and a much healthier relationship because of it. Okay, this is from... Oh, this isn't from Seduction. It's from Nice Guys. Oh, no. And it's a screenshot of something that user Oil Dunswarn found. Uh, and it's in a travel recommendation Reddit. Traveling to Jesus, Japan. that's fucking like little nesting dolls. I know. Traveling to Japan tomorrow and have a question about the females. Oh, this was no. hosted in travel recommendations. I Hello. hate it. I'll be arriving in Tokyo tomorrow and I would like to ask something. This, of course, isn't the main purpose of my trip, but I was wondering what is the best way to find a single female Japanese female? Like, what locations are the best place to find them? Also, what is the best place to take them on a first date, and what kind of gifts do they enjoy? I'm traveling from the States, so I'd greatly appreciate any information from those who have a Japanese GF themselves. Thanks. You know, here's the good thing, is thankfully, all Japanese women are exactly the same and Mm -hmm. don't have varying tastes, or ideas or mm-hmm. thoughts. Thankfully, it's just or sort of itineraries. Like, like, God forbid, they went to like different places. Yeah, you know? yeah. Thankfully, when you know the the Japanese female single female was created, mm-hmm. just copy and paste it. Just Control C, Control V. Just pop, 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 pop. There you go. Have at it, American tourists. Yeah, like scientists have been, or not even scientists, priests, I guess, have been talking about the. They call it the the lazy the lazy day of God, where he just I guess copy and pasted like an entire half a country. On the seventeenth uh, day, he gave up in Japan. Yeah, he got tired, man. Like he'd already done most of the world. Like he still got an A minus. That's not, like you know Japanese women are great. Yeah, that's why he made them all the exact same. <laughs> so he's just um, like, hey, nailed it in one. Have at it. Yeah. So best way to find them, obviously, and what location are the best place to find them. This is the same question, really, because at 9 a.m. sharp, the uh, the women pen opens up and they all funnel in bleezing um, to receive their grains and warm milk. 
Um, and they stay there till <laughs> is it is it six p.m. Yeah, then they get moved to the Lady Depot. Yeah, yeah, they get they get shoved off to the to the Lady Depot on mass. They actually have a really interesting blimp system that comes and <laughs> scoops them up using giant inflatable hands and just deposits them in in the Lady Depot. And they're there till about midnight, and then they get chaperoned home. I believe that that's about it, right? Yeah, it's uh, so yeah, just one of those show up. Um, best place to take them on the first date. It's really hard to do a first date because they sleep from twelve onwards, and during the day they're in either the pan or the depot. I don't know if anyone's ever dated a Japanese woman. No, that almost sounds like they have autonomy. Yeah, wouldn't want that. No. What gifts do they enjoy? They might enjoy freedom, but it's hard to hear them <laughs> from the bleeding in the pen. <laughs> they might really, really enjoy sentience. <laughs> they might. We don't know. God, unfortunately, didn't give them the option. This is. Did you ever see that video? I can't remember the name of the dude who like went and was like, Japanese women love being grabbed by dudes. Mm. Uh, and I can't remember what the fuck his name was, but he's like, he's that fucking douchebag pickup artist guy who's been banned from like every country. <laughs> It's probably him. I don't know. Obviously, there is a fetishization happening here. Yes. And I think that, like, there's this culture of, you know, what what Japanese women are depicted in a lot of media as, like, these, you know, sort of subservient, you know, obedient mm-hmm. women. And I think that, like, there's so many issues with this on just the ground level, but to go there as a tourist, as an American, presumably probably a white male mm-hmm. and expect that there is just sort of like, like a gush upon machine or like a claw machine in which you can just wander in and like fucking, you know, spin the wheel and grab. Yeah. They actually used Japanese up all the claws on the blimp. So there literally isn't one left for you to use. Which is- <laughs> um, it's, it's really, really troubling. And I know this isn't like, I know there are a lot of people who do this. Yeah, people tend to be, even like, I think that's kind of one of our main problems with like seduction and pickup artistry is like, it, it assumes that women are all the same thing. And it's like, follow these four steps and you're good. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like it, it's not a Pokemon. They're not like rock is weak to water. Grass is weak to fire. Like, if you find a grass type woman, light her on fire. You know, like it, it, that's not how the world works. There are a million different types. There, sorry, <laughs> just a million different types. <laughs> there are billions upon billions of different types of people and women and men and every spectrum in between. It's just baffling that anybody is this dumb. <laughs> it's troubling, and I I don't really know what to like suggest uh, they need for to fix their fucking worldview. Well, yes, them specifically. I mean more like what, you know, the average person can do to fix it. I think a big thing is like, I don't even know. Because like, someone tell me this guy's probably going by himself. You know what I mean? Like, something tells me this guy isn't exactly like Friends McGee. But maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like a business trip or something. It's very frustrating for me. Because I, I want to just like shake this man and be like, fuck off. Just, yeah. <laughs> just fuck right off. But yes, you, you need to understand like you said, that there isn't a a game plan for women. Like you might find uh, an approach that works for you and that's fine. Great. But like to assume that there is a plan for a specific sort of woman and that it's as simple as going on the internet and like, like he's almost treating women as if it's like trying to find the best like noodle stand. And it's like, it's, it's not that fucking. Yeah. It's like literally like asking for a commodity. 
You're, yeah. And, and women are commodities. I think that's one thing you really need to fucking realize. Like, you don't just go out and like purchase one at, you know, the women pen. Like, you need to examine any generalizations you have about a group of women, especially like around kind of like these predetermined lines, such as like nationality or like ethnicity or religion or anything like that. And if it if it's in any kind of group situation, you're wrong. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. I like mean, a like much I, blanket statement that you are wrong because, like, you know, one Christian person is not the same as another Christian person. One Muslim person is not the same as another Muslim person. One, you know, white person is not the same as another white person. Like, it's you know, an Irish person is not the same as an Irish person. Yes, yeah. It's I remember when I was first learning how to bartend at a very shitty family restaurant. One of the the bartenders was a lovely black lady. Um, and I remember these two dudes calling her over and being like, Hey, 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 how, how should I talk to that, to that chick over there? And it was another black woman. And she was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, like, how do you like being talked to? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to drown you in that Bud Light you're drinking. You son of a bitch. And, and it's like, I hear it all the time. It's one of the frustrating things about being a bartender is like, you really can't like, as much as I'd love to be like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Um, but like you hear these generalizations and it's it's this weird ethnicity thing, too. It's it's this weird like, you know, oh, there's their X, you know, their skin color is this. Therefore, there is this tactic you got to use. And it's yeah. it's so fucked. And it is 90 percent of the time white dudes. Oh, yeah. Anyway, people be better. Don't do that. No, just chill. Take a deep breath. Relax. See the people, much like telling men how to interact with women, the most important thing is to realize that they're people mm -hmm. and, and nothing else to strip down all of the other sort of like descriptors you can apply to them and realize that like at the core, there are a human being who has thoughts and feelings and, you know, goals and dreams. Yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd that we should have to say this ever, let alone almost constantly. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Hit me. This comes from Reddit, TA, and then a bunch of numbers. Yep. How to make him wait for it without ruining the mood. Mm -hmm. As in rejecting his advances to begin with and slowly building him up until I let him fuck me. Or it takes me a little while longer to get horny, whereas he just wants to stick it in as soon as he's hard. But I want to make him wait for it. Advice, please. That's it? That's it. Okay, well, the term rejecting his advances is concerning me. Yup. Because... It sounds like you're saying, I don't want to have sex, but you do want to have sex. And then you're either expecting him to ignore your consent or understand your like mind game, neither of which is healthy for you or yes. anybody. Um, I'm hoping that was clumsy word usage because that's terrible. See, I don't think it is. I think I think what you've described here is a fetish or a kink or a sex game without explaining the rules to your partner. That's a recipe for disaster. Actually, Especially, most games where you don't explain the rules are, but <laughs> yes. you know, at least there aren't genitals on the line. Yeah, and you know, feelings and self-esteem and like all these things and that criminal could, charges. If if this is something that you want to do, if you want to do the sort of this like denial role play or whatever hey, that you want is to not my role play you need to tell your boyfriend and be like hey you know when he if he's trying to initiate or you're both you know sort of feeling a little frisky and be like hey i'm gonna let you get to a certain point and i'm not gonna let you go any further 
and you're going to have to either, you know, beg me or blah, 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 do this, do that, whatever the parameters you want to set. It doesn't matter. It's your yeah. fucking game. Make it up. Um, but you need to let them know that you are playing a game and that you do want to have sex. Mm-hmm. You just need a little something special. Yeah. Like if you just like seeing him squirm or if you need more foreplay, that's a whole different conversation, which you should be, you know, you should ask for and not again, reject and just hope he fucking figures it out. Um, but Dane's hundred percent right. Like you, if you're, ugh, it's just so fucked to imagine it going down any other way, but you need to literally be open and honest with what you're doing and say, Hey, I'm doing X or Y. We are going to wait. I'm going to make you wait. Like if this is your kink, if this is the game you want to play by all means, but like you need to let him know. And honestly, it's probably going to be even better because then he is going to have that weight, right? That agony. It won't just be confusion and or like, right, I'll go home or, okay, let's stop. Yeah, like you said, it's like, imagine trying to play a game of basketball with someone who's never heard of basketball before and you give him the ball and then you just like, you know, standing there ready to like play. And he's just like, I don't know what this is. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, but no, I don't, get it wrong, I don't know. You- <laughs> we're all going to be upset. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, because, like, again, it's a very real danger that he either ignores your consent, which you're kind of training him to do in this, like, situation. You're basically teaching the lesson that your consent doesn't matter. Um, and if your guy's relationship ends, you're, that relationship, or, like, that lesson is not going to go away when your relationship ends. Yeah, but also, what if one day you actually don't want to have sex? Yes. It's it's the boy who cried wolf fucking situation, you know what I mean? It's... You, you can't bandy that shit around without good communication. It's like, if you don't want to have sex, great, don't. If you do want to, great, do. There's none of this fucking gray area bullshit. Yeah, consent should never be a part of your, like, your game. Unless it is very clearly and specifically stated that it is. Because, like, you know, rape fantasies and those kind of things. And, like, you know, rough sex and dominance yeah. and stuff like that. You can play with consent in the, the parameters of that kind of thing. But it's like... But the funny thing to- is, in those situations, like, with it's con, non-con. So it's like you're giving consent for your consent to be ignored. And the only way to do that safely is to have alternative measures of consent, such as a safe word. Which, guess what? Involves, like, fucking communication between you guys and knowing what you're doing and playing. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's a, a preemptive consent. Like you've you've sat down, you've discussed in length and detail and in confidence and been like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And here's my consent to do it. But here are the ways that I will I can rescind consent exactly. within the, the parameters. It's like it's so special and important to highlight that because there's a big, big problem right now. At least there was when I was single of women misusing consent mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? And it's like, this is what we've trained dudes to do. Like there are so many, like you can ask pretty much any dude and they will say that like, they've been told that a woman doesn't want to have sex only to then be reprimanded for not trying to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And that, and like, that is a lesson that ends up getting ingrained in people being like, how many times do you think a dude is going to not have sex or miss an opportunity to have sex because he didn't ignore women's consent? Yeah. I I don't know. I always hesitate to say like trained or like, you know, all this shit. Cause it just sounds like the old boys will be boys. Like men can't take for themselves. They're just like dogs. You train them, but it, it's not that productive it's like if men treated you women a certain way over and over and over again it it happens people get like twisted by 
you know, these shitty things. It's like uh, the whole shaving thing. How like a lot of men have kind of like this whole thing where like women feel like they need to be clean shaven, like fully. Um, mm-hmm. And it's only recently that people have tried to, to fight back against that. Right. It's that same kind of ideal where it's like, if this is the general thing that you've seen, if every time you went home with someone and you were unshaven and they were like, Oh, what the fuck? You would start to probably shave even if you didn't necessarily want to. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so I know there's someone who probably heard that and was like, that's bullshit. And I really do think it is a, an issue that can, that can flare up people on both sides, but it's also something that's really important because like if someone of the opposite sex is telling you something over and over and over again, it's like, why would you not listen to that? Right. And that's why it's fucked because you shouldn't listen to it, but it also should never be said or done. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Like if, if someone was, you know, every time you walk through a door, you got punched in the face. Eventually you'd stop walking through that door. Yeah. That's a good point to bring up. I'm not trying to shift the blame or the onus onto women or anything like that. I'm just saying that like the socialization of consent is very important because if you mistreat it or if you misrepresent your consent, you can, you know, it it adds to the social consciousness and the socialization of what consent is. Yeah. And the, the more you, the more people, you know, fuck around with that, the more muddied the water is, even though it is a, a concept that should be very, very black and white. Yeah, that's the thing. We can't afford gray areas with regards to consent. Um, and it's, it's a communication issue. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to play your game, that's fine. But you need a willing partner to play it because otherwise it's cruel and it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, um, you're lying to someone and, and expecting a response in a way that is counterintuitive in so many ways, like morally, legally. <laughs> um, it just it's awful. So don't do that. If you want to do a game like this, you you have to have consent and you have to talk it out and you need to establish parameters and safe words and and then get to it. Once everything's safe and happy and everyone's, you know, a willing participant then it's fine. Also, you mentioned it briefly. Maybe talk to him about foreplay and remind him that that exists if you need a little bit more time to get warmed up for sex. Because like, yeah. like, if it's not a, uh, like a kink and a control issue, maybe it is just a foreplay thing. And like that's a lot more easily done, especially when open communication is a thing, which rejecting your advances when you do want to have sex is complete opposite of this. At the end of every episode, we like to move into the world of online dating where we have people send in their profiles or profiles that they've come across on the various uh, profiles or services like Bumble, Tinder, and Hinge. Um, And then we comb through them for red flags and in an effort to, one, usually laugh at people, and two, hopefully make your online dating profiles a little bit more palatable and successful. So this is Farad. Six feet tall. I will not date shorter. Sorry, not sorry, my mini golfers. 50% tomboy. 50% 50% bombshell. One of my vices is being alone. If I have a better time with you than with myself, then I will share my world with you. Then we can create our own. And then she puts her Instagram there. Cool. Uh, I was really hoping there was going to be a Dark Souls reference in there somewhere with a name like Farron, but that's all right. Nope. But there's a mini golfer reference, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know what she means by mini golfers. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is like, oh, you're not big enough to ride like that kind of but idea like, like mini golf is played by all adults there's literally no height requirement for mini golf <laughs> i'm giving this a one <laughs> yeah i don't i don't like it either there's i don't know I, the tomboy bombshell thing is very strange too and i don't hate it 
I'm not saying don't put that because you know that's a good indication of of personality, I guess. But I like say their picture is, you know, those horrific like uh, filters that put your makeup on and everything. Yes. So it's an eye changing makeup putting face smoothing like tanning filter that's like not even passable as like reality and that's that's their face cool i will yeah, I'm, because filters like that are a almost definite zero never never use filters on your instagram or your dating profiles yeah, ever it's, it's just even, like and for god's sakes not the fucking dog ears i know i say it like every other episode don't use the fucking dog ears They're i think the worst. days have gone i think that's a relic of the past i don't know but i think so i yeah i don't know i haven't, I haven't seen on. fucking people doing that basic ass shit in a while uh, what's your rating? Oh uh, yeah, it's a it's a one. Okay. I'm not. This is Alexis. Hmm. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. And I thought what I felt was simple, and I didn't belong. Now I know we both mistreated the situation wrong. They don't understand, but I don't even really care because I miss you so much more than I thought. Than I thought than I could really stand. But here I am, falling, falling, scarier every day because I never needed a safe place to land until I loved you. Now I'm into my claymation stage, like Ben. Duh, black heart, sunglasses face, alien face. Is that a song? Uh, none I know. And even if I do, I can't imagine the claymation is part of a song. I don't know. It's, it's their experimentary phase. Every now, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. See, here are the things. I know some really, really cool ladies. Who would have dating profiles like this? Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that, like, it's a bad profile. I mean, it is a bad profile. It literally doesn't tell you anything about this person other than, like, they're so random. Yeah. Also, I started looking it up, and it looks like it might be, like, every different sentence is a different line from a different song. Because it's not one song. Fair. And that is even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I know people who have, like who think like this kind of shit is funny and they're really cool people. So like anytime we get these like LOL random kind of things, I'm always torn to give it a bad review because like, like I said, I've come across people that I know and I've been like, this is your profile, but you're so much cooler than this. But that's exactly the point is like, it's not necessarily a bearing on the person. It's a bearing on the profile. That's a good point. You know, you're telling me is badly representing your cool friends. Ergo, red flag, not good. Fix your profile. If it's a, if I have to like research to try and figure out what the fuck you're saying, it's not good. Like maybe if there was like one and I look it up, I'm like, you know, if it was a quote that didn't make sense, I look it up. I'm like, oh, she's, it's from the office. That's funny. You know, I know you like the office and I can deal with that. If it's just this garbled mess, I'm, I'm giving it a two. And only because I gave the last one a one, and that was actually offensive. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. You're back on you're back on form. And then yes. lastly, we have Tara. It's really funny because they, they have a mirror selfie, and I thought they were holding, like, a blade in their hand. And I was like, that's weird. Uh, but it's their mask, I guess, down in their, like, right hand. And, like, it's hanging in a weird shape. So, like, the white, like, lining inside looks like a blade. Anyway, I'm a lady. I tell jokes, I love singing, and unmisbehaving bears, brackets, dogs. You have to have figured out fitness and nutrition by now. Stop smoking, it's aging you. Vape. Quit drinking, you look terrible. (laughs) I'm looking to be swept off my German feet. 
brackets, I am not German. But that Alberta boy stereotype, country music, pickup truck, trades, taller than I, beard oils. I am crazy slash hot, searching for my unicorn balance. Okay, bye. Did she say she is Calgary boys? What was that part? She's looking to be swept off her German feet, in brackets, she is not German, by that Alberta boy stereotype. Oh. She wants someone with a country music pickup truck, trades, who's taller than them, and oils their beard. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a very specific profile. Okay, can we can we just discuss a few things? Sure. The fuck is an unmisbehaving bear? It's a dog. Apparently. Do you know? Did you know that before the brackets? No. Okay, because what the fucking shit is that? I I mean, like maybe it's a thing. I have no idea. I'm so out of tune of everything that's happening. So <laughs> I literally I looked it up and nothing's coming up. Then I don't know. It's probably something they think is caught on a lot more than it has oh hurts also i love how it's like hey if you have like you have to figure out fitness and nutrition stop smoking and then they're like start vaping yeah it's like if you're saying like downgrade from smoking to vaping like sure i guess but like if you're that upset about smoking it almost sounds like it's like if you do smoke stop and if you don't vape start yeah i mean this could be one of those sneaky profiles Owned by Big Vape. Oh, they're always getting us. Right? Our fucking, our, uh, like, arch nemesis in the Big Vape industry. They're just infiltrating this podcast, trying to get free fucking advertising without paying us. Big Vape? Well, they just did. We just read their fucking code words. Misbehaving dog is the new flavor. Damn it. Misbehaving bear, you fool. I said what I said. Also, why would they say my German feet? I am not German. I don't know. Maybe she has terrifying feet. Do Germans have weird feet? Is that a thing that we also don't know about? Also, let's be fair. If someone says they're crazy and that they're hot, like, I'm sorry. Absolute zero here. Yeah. If you describe, if any, if you ever describe yourself as crazy to me, because either you are, in which case, I'm sorry, no. Or like, you think you are, or you think that's a good thing, in which case, also no. Yeah, you're going to try very hard to earn that title. And like, which this case- isn't like an ableism thing, because I'm very much sure she's not saying like, oh, I have like, you know, depression or I have like bipolar or whatever, because that, you know, I'm sure there are better ways to say that. Yeah, there's there's a big distinction between like crazy girl TM and mental illness. Yes. If, and- if someone was like, oh, hey, I have, you know, whatever. Um, sure. Great. I, again, don't think that's a great thing to put on your dating profile. Yeah. But, but I just want to make it clear that I'm not equating crazy, you know, cause I know crazy can be a weird ableist term and I'm yes. saying I don't want to date someone who's crazy. I'm saying I'm not equating those yes. just, just yeah. in case it's unclear. Um, and I do not think calling those things crazy is a good thing. I just know that some people would misread what I said. Uh, this gets a minus one. Yeah, I'm giving it a zero. I just, I want more of those fun ones like the last one. Remember well, the last where we had a good one? We did, I know. Can someone send us in good ones? Send us in, like, send us in your profiles. Yeah, like, we're we're drowning in filth over here, guys. We won't read out your name if you don't want us to. Of course not, yeah. Uh, but I want to know that someone out there is still, still doing good profiles. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get back on Tinder. It keeps telling me to swipe. And I'm like, I haven't used you in like four years. <laughs> Leave me alone. Cause a fucking scandal in the neighborhood. Everyone will be like, <gasps> who's that? Why are they on Tinder? <laughs> well, the one I have is both me and Amanda on like a joint profile. So yeah, typical. We are fine. 
Um, anyway, we should probably end this, boy. Thank you very much for listening. It has been a pleasure, as always, um, to usher in the new year with you. Hell yeah. I, I hope we do. We have a... Well, wait. I'm not going to jinx us. You know oh. what I mean. And I don't want to jump the gun, but I really think 2021 is our year. <laughs> Shut the fuck. We just said we wouldn't do that. Beans, I fucked it up. Get out. Edit it out, but not on the podcast, but out of God's ears. I'm just going to crank that up to the max volume, so it's going to blow everyone's eardrums when I say it. No, we'll hear it. I I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I hope everyone's made it through, and I hope we're going to make it through again. And hey, guys, I've been trying to like monitor the stats of the podcast a little better, and and I'm trying to put together a little profile. I've really got to say it. We've said it before. The Philippines? They're just they're the best. You guys are fucking crazy, and I love you. And it's like the, I don't know how we got over to you. I don't know who's spreading us, but it is incredible how many of you guys are listening and like chilling with us. So thank you very much for listening. It is a pleasure. It's an honor. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you are in the Philippines, we have a few, uh, you know, really great listeners, Agent Kingdom. I would say regular friends. Is that too bold? I don't know. I think they're pretty awesome. Yeah, they send us like Instagram memes every now and then, and it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, so we do have, we've got friends of the show. So if you are from the Philippines and you have a question, or if you want to just like chill and hang out, shoot us a message on Twitter or Instagram, like reach out to us. Cause I, I really want to like get to know y'all a little bit better. Cause you're, you're there, you're listening. I don't know how you found us. I don't know how we got over there, but I don't know how anyone found us. And it's kind of cool. I want to be a part of you guys now. So please, uh, please reach out. You can email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com if you have a question. Or you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at fck underscore buddies or on Instagram, fck buddies podcast. Or you can visit us online at fbuddiespodcast.com. But also, even if you're not from the Philippines, you won't be as cool, but you can still reach out to us. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, take this as a challenge. Oh, Realize yeah, that. I, I don't think anyone can knock them off their throne, but if you want to try, go ahead. The U.S. got pretty close this week. Oh, we'll really? say that. They, yeah, they got pretty close. But the the Philippines are still, our, our beautiful, beautiful Filipino friends are still the kings. So uh, they're, the, they're the ones to beat. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Do you have some sex writing for us? Oh, dang. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, I am. At the end of every episode, now reads some sex writing, which is not good. And therefore, it is bad sex writing. Fuck, he snarled. He tilted her up again, her legs now resting on his shoulders, and positioned himself and began to push into her back entrance. Kimber drew in a great shocked gasp, her hazel eyes wide. Deke? What the hell are you doing? Luke barked. Tensing a little more with every inch, he pushed inside Kimber's tight passage, the tendons on his neck standing out, the muscles in his arms shaking, assailed by the amazing sensations of being slowly enveloped by her tight, ready flesh. Deke could barely form a word. Fucking her ass. Saving her life. Damn. This is some sort of anal sex disease? No. I'm glad you asked, Dan. Let's take you into the context here. So Kimber... Wants to reconnect with an old friend Jasper, or sorry, Jesse from college. However, Jesse has become a rock star and is a worldwide sensation, but is also known for having a penchant for threesomes of the man-man-woman variety. Now, Kimber knows 
before she can get with him, she needs to go and practice threesomes. Luckily, an old mercenary who used to work for her dad by the name of Deke also has a famous penchant for man-man threesomes. In fact, he can only ever fuck if there's another man there as well. But, as the book hastens to remind us, not in a gay way. It's because of his trauma where someone died. And, also, he only ever fucks with his cousin, Luke, who is also featured in this passage. So Kimber gets with Deke and Luke, and then she realizes that two things. One, Deke refuses to have sex with virgins, and he also refuses to have vaginal penetration, and he refuses to have sex without a man being there as well. Also, Kimber refuses to lose her virginity because she needs to save it for the internet sensation, Jesse. She realizes that getting fucked in the ass solves all their problems. How does it save her life, though? I'm glad you asked, Dane. As is revealed later on in the novel, Deke's dark secret is that he once had sex with a virgin. She got pregnant, went crazy, and killed herself. So he thinks two things. One, having sex with virgins will get them instantly pregnant and will kill them. And two, if he has another man there, then he can blame someone else if it happens again. (laughs) (laughs) I like that he just thinks that, like, proximity is enough for, like... Is Luke also having sex with him or sex it's, with her? Yeah, they're having threesomes. Also, Luke's his cousin. Did I tell you that? And he's a chef? Yes. Okay. Like, yes, the, it's a threesome. They're both having sex. Although okay. it, is, it is presumed in these situations that he is penetrating them from behind while Luke is, I guess, like fucking their mouth. So like, there's no way Luke could have gotten them pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like DNA exists, my dude. Like all they have to do is be, he can't be like, oh hey, 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 my cousin was there. Yeah, well, no I, way it could be me. My cousin was there. Also, birth control is a thing. Also, virgins aren't more fertile than non-virgins. Also, an unlinked suicide to a pregnancy has nothing to do with. Anyway, there you go. That's incredible. What's the name of this book? This. Oh yeah, sorry. This book is Decadent by Shayla Black. I wouldn't have guessed that name at all. No. Uh, cool. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Payne. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>